Okay, so I have been off air for quite a while and I had promised you guys before going off air to bring you something different and something that I'd been wanting to work on. Things got a little bit chaotic at work and so I do apologize for that, but we are ready to bring you something new and something different. Um, so joining me today, because I'm saying we, is my wife Candice and we wanted to chat a little bit about um, the topic of anxiety and uh, depression and mental health. Um, to kick things off, we might explore other topics and discussions as well. But this seems to be a bit of a, a topic that is necessary to have a discussion around, I think. And so that was kind of why I wanted to start having this discussion. Um, obviously, disclaimer up front, we're not healthcare professionals or anything, but within our own family, it's something that we've had to, to deal with. And so we wanted to maybe approach the subject uh, around mental health and how one deals with it and works together with, uh, with these challenges that one can face. So without further ado, let me introduce you to my wife, Candice. How are you? I'm okay. You're okay? Yes, standard answer <laughs> when you have depression. Okay. So tell us a little bit about, um, about yourself. About myself. I am married to you and we've been married for 11 years and we have two wonderful boys who are eight and four at the moment and growing up extremely fast. That's true. They are growing very fast. Okay, so uh, do you care sharing with people what your age is? <laughs> I am older than you. Uh, <laughs> I'm 34 years old, though no one believes me. Okay, why do you say that? I don't know. Everyone still seems to think I'm under 30 and it's wonderful. <laughs> That's good to know. Okay. So um, we're going to have to record this in different segments because for some reason uh, the Anchor app is still not giving me longer recording time. So we're going to pause it here and then we'll carry on with our discussion. Okay, so I think the first question to ask is when did you first ex start experiencing anxiety and depression? I first started um, with anxiety. Um, when I was, I think, primary school, so age six, um, I didn't realize that I was experiencing it then. Nobody realized I was experiencing it until I explained my childhood and my difficulties to a psychiatrist, a pediatric psychiatrist, um, when I was in an appointment with um, my son. And the psychiatrist always does like a background check, if you must, of um, the parents um, and what they've experienced in, through life and school. And she turned to me immediately and she said, you know, your life would have been so much easier if you were medicated as a child for anxiety. Um, so that put a lot of things into context for me, um, realizing that there I wasn't weak or that I wasn't able to cope or any kind of 
negativity I had towards myself um, as a child and not handling school well was a bit of a relief. Depression started to build up probably from the anxiety. So by the time I reached high school, second, second year of high school, I was completely burnt out from facing every day and it manifested itself in periods of becoming catatonic. I would completely withdraw, I wouldn't be able to move, I wouldn't be able, if, if, if my eyes were open, I wouldn't be able to shift them um, from side to side and this could last for a couple of hours before I would relax enough to feel that I could move and it would start really slowly. So that's kind of where it all began for me. It was pretty much childhood. Okay. So how did things progress from that point then? Well, um, it, it, when, you, when you become catatonic, it, it pretty much shows that it's kind of extreme. Um, I went to psychology. My mother took me to a psychiatrist. Um, he prescribed an antidepressant right off the bat with not even five minutes while sitting down. And he was so um, disengaged that my mother didn't trust him at all. So we, we left that prescription unfulfilled and I continued on to um, psychology and her perspective of me was that I wanted things to be perfect and it was stressing me out so much that um, it was causing me great anxiety and depression and I was sleeping a lot. Um, that never sat well with me. I'm not a perfectionist by any means. Um, my surroundings um, could prove that. <laughs> The way I am um, very um, chaotically organized, shall we call it. Uh, from there, parents decided to take me out of high school, put me into a college, smaller classes then, and I could not worry about, you know, standing in line, waiting for the bell to ring. Um, I could just be more of an adult and go to class when I knew it was class time, go to lectures. Um, I was responsible for my education, and that worked better for me than the rigid school. Definitely eased some of my anxiety, and I pretty much coped. Um, very antisocial, find classrooms where I could hide um, when I didn't have lectures. But when the early 20s came, well, that's when your brain is fully developed, and normally when mental illness kicks in. So then how did the how did it affect you going through your twenties? Well, I think by the time I'd finished school, um I became a bit goal I had no goals. Um my future be felt very ambiguous, but I was striving to, you know, find what I was gonna study. When I was nineteen, I met you. I was not expecting that. Um, you know, I didn't date, so <laughs> the, that, that just blew my mind, sorry. <laughs> I suddenly had this 
best friend person and this intense relationship. But all the time in the background um, was the depression. And between the ages of 20 and 21, I think I cried every day for a year. Um, before I was forced to seek out help as I had become suicidal. Um, which was a very difficult time for me. I was raised in a family that does not believe in um, psychiatric drugs. Um, so I knew my parents were excessively desperate and obviously I felt I'd let them down. But one day on taking an SSRI, which is a serotonin uptake inhibitor, I woke up the next morning and I was looking at my ceiling and I was kind of just chatting, kind of just talking to myself. And you might think that um, it's crazy. But I used to do that a lot as a child, um, probably pre-school days. And those were my happiest times. And I can remember I started giggling and I started laughing out loud because I hadn't felt this kind of release um, where I could just feel happy and content. And it was exhilarating for me to know that there was something that could help me. I was on the lowest dose possible. And it was an absolute overnight change. But with it came consequences and side effects. Okay, so what were those consequences and side effects? Well, let me just state up front, I was very conscious about managing, managing my medication um, the best way I could in that I didn't want to, to be just prescribed by a general practitioner. I wanted it to be looked after by a psychiatrist so that I knew that they knew what they were doing um, with regards to you know, my mental capacity and what I could handle with each day. Um, so I did seek out a psychiatrist. Every month that I was taking an SSRI, my body just put on two kgs a month. And I took SSRIs right through my 20s. So I landed up being, after 10 years, 40 kgs heavier. Um, then I was at age 21. Um, not that we can all maintain that weight at 21, but 40 kgs is excessive. Um, I tried to come off many times, as you'll remember. Um, I think those were literally floor days. I'd get to about 10 days. Um, not going cold turkey, just relinquishing one tablet in a day a week so I would slowly wing myself off as guided by my psychiatrist but I would always reach a, a space where it just wasn't working um, and that I was definitely not suffering from your average slight depression in life and you needed maybe nine months um, of antidepressants and then you'd be on your way again. This was definitely something that was more chronic um, and kind of staying in my life. And it did throughout my 20s. 
and I got very much more depressed because I was now dealing with a lot of excess sleep and perhaps not being medicated as high as I could have been. Okay, thank you for sharing that. I think um, for this episode we, we're going to leave the discussion at that point. Um, we've got to look after kids and probably feed ourselves would be a good idea. <laughs> it's a, a good lazy Saturday morning. Um, but in our next episode we will talk a little bit about more about what has happened uh, since that time. So uh, and, and the kind of bumpy road we've had over the last uh, year or two in particular and how we've had to basically manage things uh, better and, and uh, become more informed about what we needed to do. This is so. sounding depressing so far. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's hope. There's hope and, and light at the end of the tunnel. But I think it's important for people to just understand better what the challenges are that, that one faces. And I think, you know, I... To be honest, I haven't looked for podcasts that tackle this topic necessarily. But I think there's certainly in, in I hear often enough when, when a celebrity has, um, you know, uh, committed suicide and, and there's discussions about how we need to be more open and that about depression, etc. And, and yet I'm not finding a lot of, of people in that space who, who talk with such regret about the topic, um, you know, opening up to to these kind of conversations more maybe they do through other channels and avenues but i thought it would be important to maybe just uh have a conversation you know from from two people tackling it on a day-to-day -day basis in a real world situation and to highlight that there is hope in that but also to talk about you know what are the things that one needs to do how can you help and support um, and get a better perspective on what it's like from someone who is facing those challenges as well as people who are, are around them and who love them. So that's uh, you know what we will look forward to discussing a bit more in future episodes um, on this topic. Is there anything else you wanted to say? I actually look forward to talking <coughs> about it. Um, it helps me. Okay. So there you go. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter um and find me on facebook and linkedin tristan d hall uh you can also visit tristan d hall.co.za to be honest i haven't updated the blog for a little while but i will uh, get on top of that as soon as i possibly can uh it's just been a bit chaotic with work and things lately until we get to chat next time thank you very much uh share uh, this podcast with those who you think could benefit from it appreciate that cheers <laughs>